0: Legal Discussion on Tip Today is brought to you in association with Lynch Solicitors, Clanmel, on the web at lynchsolicitors.ie and at divorceinireland.com.
1: And I'm glad to be joined in the studio from Lynch Solicitors by Eileen McGowan. Uh, good morning to you, Eileen. Good morning, friend. you very welcome indeed. Going to talk a little bit about property and buying and selling uh, today, Eileen. Uh, when it comes to, to buying a property, for instance, I mean, at what stage should you engage the services of a, a solicitor?
0: You should, you should engage your solicitor at the very outset because there's a number of things that you will need to do and they can advise you um, of the process. So, for example, some people may not address the issue of getting their loan until later on in the process, which will delay the uh, purchase of their property.
1: What exactly, just for clarity for me, I mean, what exactly is the work of the solicitor during a purchase like that?
0: The solicitor's role is to facilitate the legal transaction between the two parties, so the seller and the buyer. So your solicitor, uh, when you are buying the property, their role is to investigate the title to the property to ensure that what you're buying is exactly what you are buying. Um, So, for example, the title deed, the map, all associated planning documentation So it's quite an investigative process on their part.
1: And how long would that take normally?
0: we would like to say the process takes approximately 12 weeks but there are a lot of factors involved so if we don't have your loan offer for example you cannot move with the purchase because we're not going to bind you to your purchase until such time as you have established that you can seek the borrowings from your bank so every every situation is different
1: right so what other things can slow up uh, the the process because i know at times like that i mean particularly first-time buyers you want to get into your your new home. You're you're quite anxious about it. So, what else slows it up, Eileen?
0: Absolutely. Um, everybody wants the process to move as quickly as possible. The issues that can slow up the property purchase. So, for example, are the first things is going to be your mortgage. Other issues are, as your solicitor, we are waiting for the contracts and title documents to issue from the vendor solicitor. So we can't move until such time as we receive those. Um, another issue that can delay the process is if there are title issues. So if we receive the contracts and the copy of the title and the map isn't sufficient, so the boundaries on the map don't reflect what they are on the ground or there are issues with the title deeds themselves, that, it, that is going to slow up the process. And our job is to establish that all those issues are correct, because it is a buyer beware situation for the purchaser.
1: And in the case of an auction, for example, I mean, how, how does that process differ?
0: So if you're buying a house at auction, you're going to attend the auction and bid. If your bid is successful, you're signing the contracts on the day and you're handing over your 10% uh, deposit. This essentially binds you to the purchase and it also means that your deposit is non-refundable. If you are going to do that, we'd always advise you to ensure that your solicitor has had an opportunity to review the title documentation prior to auction. If they don't and if an issue arises, again, it goes back to buyer beware, mm-hmm. you are bound to the contract and you need to proceed. And
1: are those documents available to you before an auction?
0: They are. The documentation is available to a purchaser um, by way of request to the vendor solicitor. So the purchasers always have an opportunity to investigate that title prior to bidding at
1: auction. <laughs> When it comes then to building a house, for example, I mean, what is the legal process there?
0: The legal process is different uh, with building a house, particularly if you're drawing down a mortgage. The mortgage process is a little bit more difficult. Um, Basically, what happens is the transfer of the land takes place first. Then the construction proceeds and the mortgage is drawn down by way of stage payments. So... It is a little bit more difficult, but it isn't something that's um, not doable at the same time. It's just a different process, basically, on our part. It doesn't have a huge impact on the purchaser.
1: I often feel for people who are buying and selling at the same time, I mean, that has to be difficult to to juggle all of that and get the timing right, I suppose.
0: Buying and selling at the same time is difficult. I would always say to somebody, um, if they're selling and buying that they should always be conscious of the fact that they should have somewhere to go in the interim because mm. that is the mm. biggest problem um, that people face. And it can it can be a really, really stressful time for them. And if they're trying to tie in two on the one day, for example, whilst we will do our absolute best, we are reliant on the your purchaser solicitor and also the other side solicitor. So you have two different parties that you're trying to liaise with to get this timing right. It doesn't always happen. So I would always say whilst right. your solicitor will do your best, have a plan B.
1: And if you have a family or something and, uh, you know, I mean that could prove very very Ab- difficult. She absolutely. Be, yeah. And
0: again, you know, there's no guarantee that it's going to happen at the same time. As much as everybody will try their very best, it doesn't always happen. So that would be the one bit of advice I would give. I would never guarantee anybody that you can you know, move on the one day because it just doesn't always happen.
1: Will you explain the whole concept of of a chain? Because uh, you, you want to speak about when there's a chain involved, how difficult that makes the process. What exactly is the chain you're referring to there, Ali?
0: So, for example, if you're selling your property and buying another property, for example, the person who's buying your property could also be selling their property. So you could have a chain of people of... Three or four transactions happening. And again, I suppose that's where it comes down to having a plan B, not being wholly reliant on everything happening in the one day, because sometimes the person you're selling to their sale may not happen on the day that they want it to happen, which means they can't buy your house on that particular day, which means you cannot proceed to buy the house you're buying on a certain date. So that's where again, your plan B comes into into play. And again, it's something that your solicitor will always advise you of at the outset, mm. how the situation can unfold. But well, essentially, if you're
1: involved in a chain, then, I mean, if one chink in that chain goes wrong, the whole thing could fall.
0: Absolutely. And a lot of times what happens is if you're buying a property, you're drawing down a mortgage, you want your purchase to be uh, reliant on your funds being available. So it's standard practice now to put in a loan approval clause, which means that you have an out if at the end of the uh, transaction or near to the end of the transaction, for example, you can't get your life policy the bank aren't going to give you the money or you lose your job. You can't provide the salary certs that the bank require in order to facilitate the loan transaction. So again, the chain... It can be a difficult process, but again, it's a doable process mm-hmm. as long as everybody has some patience and has their own situation dealt with in the event that everything doesn't happen exactly as it should happen on the, on the day it should happen.
1: When it comes to selling a property then, I'm just wondering about the legal process on, on, on that. I mean, why why would we involve a legal process in that as opposed to just putting the thing up for sale in the newspaper or whatever?
0: Again, it comes down to your title. So we are the, basically we are facilitating the legal transaction. So again, your title deeds need to be recited in a contract um, and we need to liaise with another solicitor in order to do that. So the legal transaction itself involves drafting your contract, ensuring all of your title documentation is or, is in order, having uh, properties mapped if need be, ensuring planning documentation is sufficient because a lot of times what people do is they may get their planning permission for their house, they may build their house, but they may never follow on and get their certificate of compliance from their engineer. Other times people will build what's called an exempt development. Again, they can do this without planning permission, but they do so and they never get what's called a certificate of exemption from their engineer. All of this has to be recited. If it's not there, your p- the purchase or your sale won't happen because of these wow. defects on title. Right, yeah. So again, our role is to ensure... All of the taxation is in order, your planning is in order, your mapping's in order, your title's in order, and everything associated with that. Because
1: any of these things could impede a a sale.
0: Absolutely. Your planning is a huge um, issue that will arise because anybody who's buying a property, particularly if they're drawing down a mortgage, must certify title to their lender. If anything is is not as it should be, they won't get their funding because the bank aren't going to release funds on the basis of title that's not correct.
1: It's very interesting. So if somebody has a, a shed they built or something at the back and didn't seek proper permission for, would th- would that all be part of this?
0: Well, generally, if you, you can construct a certain um, Height, square meterage, yes. yeah. um, you know, associated with your property that you may not need permission mm. for, but you still have to have it certified as an exempt development. So right. it still has to be formally dealt with mm. um, by way of an engineer so even though it's exempt, you have to say why it's exempt. And, you know, under what provision of the planning, um, you know... Oh, that's um, very
1: interesting. So you just can't erect it, and well, e- even though you think you don't need planning for it.
0: Well, you can erect it, but you need to have it certified wow. afterwards. And those documentation need to be placed with your title deeds so that when you do go to sell or remortgage or anything like that, that everything is in order.
1: There's a lot of people out there now going, oops... <laughs> yes and
0: you know now is the time now so if you have do done it. something and yeah. you haven't sought um your certification on it it's best to do all of these things and make sure that do they're now, done yeah, yes yeah. because it does come back at some stage in the future
1: yeah of course even if you've no intention mm-hmm. of selling get it get it all correct anyway
0: absolutely because if you're not selling or you know, down the road you pass away and you leave the property to your children. They have to sell it or not sell it, but it still has your title. Still has to be correct at some stage. So you're best to deal with it.
1: So when you you hmm. made a sale and whatever you have your deeds and your title, but who looks after those? What what happens to those?
0: Okay, so if you buy a property through your solicitor and you're a cash buyer. What we do um, in our office is we will retain your title deeds and set up a storage file and your title deeds will be placed in our um, strong room. So Mm. basically they're there, they're on our system, there's a full file set up specifically for those storage documentations. They're scanned to file and the originals are put away. Um, If you mortgage your property we as your solicitor must return your title deeds to the bank. The bank holds your title deeds until such time as that mortgage is paid off. Okay. If you decide to sell and your property is still subject to a mortgage, your solicitor requests the title deeds from your lending institution. And that's that's always a delay when people go to sell a property. They generally don't tell their solicitor at the outset, when we could be dealing with all of the background issues to ensure that once your property is sale agreed, we are ready to go.
1: Right, okay, so obviously that would be the, the right way to do it. Kevin was on us and he said, um, Eileen said, a certificate of compliance and a certificate of what?
0: Of exemption. Of exemption. Yes, so okay. the certificate of exemption relates to a structure that is deemed to be exempt under the planning e- under the planning legislation so if it's exempt under the planning legislation you can build it without planning permission but you must get an engineer to certify that it is an exempt development under the planning acts
1: that's very interesting i think a lot of people wouldn't be aware of that
0: probably not because naturally if you hear you don't need permission for a certain square footage or away. for whatever yeah. Um you can generally people proceed to do their constructions which is understandable you do need certification if you are going to be dealing with the property at any stage in the future. And ultimately, right. it's going to come back at some stage. The property is going to be sold, whether you sell it, your estate sells it, mm. your children sell it.
1: So you might as well get it sorted out Absolutely. now. Absolutely. I suppose. Okay, that's very <laughs> interesting indeed. Alian, thanks for coming into us. Thank you very much indeed. That's Alian McGowan there of Lynch Solicitors in Clonmel.